Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. All right, so All right. this episode, we'll be kind of recapping in the beginning and going over what happened in the second episode. So if you didn't watch that one or listen to that one, obviously go back because episode three. <laughs> okay, so going back to episode two, we we're talking about Interface and what it was. And do you want to go into what Interface was or do you want me to kind of summarize Um it? Well, to summarize, I guess what they told me it is because I still don't kind of really know. I just know from my story mm-hmm. and whatever they told me. Right. Um. So, it's supposed <laughs> to be a place where... I'll just say what it is. <laughs> it is a place where, I guess, like, delinquent kids or just mm-hmm. kids who don't really listen, I, I don't know, go? Yeah. Or underage people... Mm-hmm. I just saw a lot of people who were dropped off there for a weekend of, like, fighting with their siblings or yeah, just, I don't know, some kind of bad behavior, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also kids, like, I guess there was, like, one girl whose parents were arrested and she was there for, like, two weeks until mm-hmm. someone came and got her. I don't know. And then... Yeah. Kind of like a holding cell for, yeah, yeah, for kids or... Right, who, like, don't belong in juvie, I guess, but also their parents don't want them home. Right. Or Or didn't have a home home. to go to. Right, which Mm -hmm. was more on the lines of your situation. I think the biggest thing about Interface, to describe it, it's, like, so much of a juvenile detention center without it actually being a jail cell. There's still those strict rules and still more or less bars. You know, they wouldn't let you leave. It was a locked door. Right, definitely. Yeah. So with that being said, with your situation, why were you there and why was it so different from other kids that you saw being there? Besides everything Uh, else. Right. I feel, well, in my time there, I'll just say, I didn't see anyone else who, um, I I guess I was in like lock up the day before for like a couple hours, 12 hours or whatever, or 24 hours. I don't mm-hmm. know how long I was there. And um, I remember going to Interface and what I said, they were like, oh, your parent wants to put you here because they don't have a place for you to go right now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in my head, I was like, my guardian, whatever the person you're talking about doesn't have a home. Okay, so translation. Yeah. Boom. Homeless. I'll be here mm-hmm. until whenever. Um, so I get there and I feel like I don't really know how to put it into words. Like, it's like you get there and then you see all these other kids and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, Very I'm much like, like a group home. It's It was like, well, I walked into like group therapy almost and I was yeah. like, is this a, like, not like a, I don't, well, to say back then what I thought, I was like, is this a crazy house? Like, <laughs> no, what that's is mine. this? I was like, <laughs> what? Like, mine. I don't know. I was like, what kind of place is this? Mm-hmm. And because I was like, Jessica probably put me in this place as like some kind of military facility <laughs> or something. And now I'm in group therapy with these people who think I'm, you know, so Which aggressive honestly, or whatever. she could have found something like that, she probably would have done that. She probably would have. Which, whatever. But, um, yeah, so I just felt like I didn't have anyone there who was, from my talkings, like mm-hmm. that. Everyone was like, oh, my parent just dropped me off here for whatever. And because I'm... And 
Right. Most of them are right. like maybe trying to a take week your school two. money, lunch, or mm-hmm. whatever kind of. Bo- I'm like, okay. Yeah, for less. <sighs> I will say those kids thought I was crazy. And yeah. They didn't like try to bully me, <laughs> and I was like. And is that because they knew I... what happened, or is that because like you just like were super quiet and you were like, "Don't think... talk to me." Well, low key, because one of the employees, unprofessional, was like talking about cases and stuff. I was like, so "Oh, they probably you're this... did know a little bit, yeah." And I was like, "Okay, well." And they probably made it drama- dramatic and dramatized things too. Mm. So okay, going back to the fact that a lot of kids left within like you know a week or two and their parents would pick them up or a guardian would pick them up how long were you there i don't even remember i know i was there for oh wait actually i do remember it was like at least five months yeah. four or five months Mm-hmm. that sounds about right with the timeline of things yeah no actually probably like quite yeah five months definitely for sure five going on probably six so it was right in the summer exactly I was you like, were in school i think for four months and then like it was towards the end of that summer and that you were able I to got get out. out like a week before school started. Right. Right. Yeah. So what was unique about that? Why were you in for such a long time when in reality, a lot of kids were able to go in and out as they pleased? I'm like, as previously mentioned, <laughs> my guardian did not have like a stable environment for me to go to, which is like also, mm-hmm. it kind of gave me, to be honest, like a little peace of mind for the it was weird because I realized it wasn't jail or juvie because I had already right. been there and left to go here. Mm-hmm. And then once I got over the fact that this wasn't like a mental institution or like something That's like screaming. that. I'm sorry. This scared me. Uh-uh. And, um, wait for my part. <laughs> 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 and, um, oh, God. I was like, okay, well it was like a little bit relaxing. Cause I was like, I'm not home. Mm-hmm. And, to be honest, like that kind of place taught me to like how to kind of be by myself because after that point, I was like on my own, yeah, for real, like on my own, yeah. Um, but they, um, I don't know. It was just a weird place. It's kind yeah. of like the like I don't want to say it's like where I work at now. It's definitely not, but it's structured in a way like they give you chores and make sure that you mm-hmm. are like kind of like a rehab i would say it's closer to rehab than where mm-hmm. i work right so. right and the only difference being you couldn't leave if you wanted to <laughs> it wasn't consensual right for you to be yeah there. like the, exactly mm-hmm. like i can just leave but yeah my parent didn't have a home for me to go to mm-hmm. um which which is i think interesting because a lot of right. those kids were there because they were like you know not screwed up that's not the correct word but they were doing things and their parents sent them there. You were just there because you didn't have a place because your mom right. would not get to. And they're like, oh, yeah, she sent you. I was like, no, you guys offered her a place for me to stay. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, send him there. Wherever, yeah. wherever that is. Yeah, send him there. Yeah, could have been <laughs> in Canada. She'd be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Literally. Oh, but God, the worst. that and then, I mean, I felt a little bit of relief because I wasn't around any family. Yeah. And then I felt like angry at the same time because i couldn't do any like i could not progress my life mm-hmm. by myself because at that point i was like okay probably after the third month i was like okay i'm like good to this by myself like i'm good right like let me get out here let me go do whatever but mm-hmm. i couldn't because like i'm like how old was i 15 yeah 15. <laughs> mm-hmm. couldn't do a lot legally yeah. and they couldn't let me do anything legally mm-hmm. um so it was like a stand. I hate being in a standing point. I hate it. And yeah, 
exactly. And I was like, so no one's going to notice that this bitch is, like, homeless? Yeah. And, like, y'all just waiting for me to be picked up? For months on okay. end. Like, is anyone reading these cases? Or, like, you know, whose <laughs> desk whose desk do these files land on? Because... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, anyway. <sighs> so, what was your transition, like, out of that? You mentioned how you were pretty much self-sufficient after that because... I mean, you had to do everything on your own anyway, because those guardians, quote, mm-hmm. or parents literally abandoned you there yeah. and could not have cared less. <laughs> They're probably happy that you weren't mm-hmm. in their care. One less thing for them to do. And so when I got out, no one in the new town knew who I was. Well, it was like well, that's the two thing. I people. think we don't even, I don't think we've talked about, like, right. after you got out, you were not in the same city. You didn't not, go to the same school. Right. You were in a completely different area, which is what we talked about, I think, in the first mm-hmm. or second episode, which is like you were 20 plus miles away, which doesn't sound like a lot, but obviously it was as for kids, us. Yeah. yeah, that was a huge distance away. And so that was like, you were in this place, a holding cell, if you will, and then you were like transported to a completely different world, especially right. with the racism and nastiness yeah. of that town. Which made me a token, which I had never been before in quite such a way. I didn't really know how to react to that. And I didn't know yeah. what that was. So. Yeah. I mean, how did that make you feel going from such I a different world? I honestly felt like, well, it was weird because, mind you, I, I just... I guess describe what that means because oh, well, okay, a lot well, of people may not know what that is referenced a to. A token? A mm-hmm. token is, for me, what I would have been in the town I was, I was literally one of the only black people mm-hmm. that were not was not from there. Yeah. All most of those black people in that town are born there and from there. They're like all and related so or cousins. They yeah. all know each other. Mm-hmm. Literally all know each other. Like stay on the same side of town or like go to the same churches. Mm-hmm. Like they all know each other. Ostracized kind of a token from that black community. Mm-hmm. Um me being black in that town, period. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's me being the only queer person, which at that point, when I was in interface, I was like, you know what? I'm queer, whatever, because it's, I was already self-sufficient. So I was like, bitch, I've been through enough with my family. Like, I'm queer. Like, this is not really a big right. thing to me. And I took that there and I was like, mm-hmm. this is a part of me. And I don't really care. Yeah. Um. So those two things was enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Mind you. <sighs> The way I dress, the way I talk, I guess people are like, oh my God, like this. Who the, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you and what are so you? So <laughs> it was very much like I was looked upon a certain way, which mm-hmm. I would never been. So token, mm-hmm. like token in that way. Yeah. Like I was a token, like black mm-hmm. queer person from, not from there. And they're like, yeah, you that? were already like an anomaly anyway, because you were new. And mind right. you, this town is like, no one like new oh my yeah. god they're like new person it's yeah like, literally yeah. fresh meat like literally no one i think in that town granted i did not grow up there live there but mm-hmm. when i did visit there it was always like oh yeah it's my cousin becky down the road even when you visited they're like who is she like yeah and was... people were so... we'll go Crazy. oh my god mm, there are some moments <laughs> in that town that just crawl up my spine <laughs> but like yeah. yeah you know even if someone like just came to visit they're like why are you here it mm. it was a very weird town so i can only imagine being not only queer but also the only new black person yeah. in the whole school let alone the town and that sounds dramatic but it really that is the case i don't think right. many people even like went there from gainesville it was like 
Right. If you weren't born here and raised here, like, right. why so are you I didn't here? even know what a token was back right. then. So to be token, like, to be a token, first of all, not mm-hmm. to know it. And then for me to be, like, I was so headstrong on being, like, I'm going to, like. Define your own story? Define, literally, I'm like, yeah. I, no one knows me here. I'm going to literally. I was, like. Rewrite history, basically. It was, like, a different storyline. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, my God. Finally, like, I'm not being bullied for like my family situation is more so me being queer which i didn't give a fuck about it's like this is so normal this is so much better yeah this is so normal <laughs> like oh my god yeah. to be bullied for being qu- gay like oh uh. yeah and, <laughs> like, but that's like god. the sad thing though i mean like to be like that's a better normal than what i was dealing with before yeah, it's like oh that's really deep and i had better like like um what are the comebacks for like shit like, i was like seriously yeah. Like, I was like, we're being gay. Like, bitch, this is 2013. Please. <laughs> and I didn't even know. Like, I was just like, you know, whatever. People were trying to fight me literally all the time for just being queer. So, yeah, um, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Just being out of there and then going there, being a token, not knowing it. Like, and then, like, also trying to, like, rewrite your own thing. It was, like, all right. very. It took me out of the my head, too. Mm-hmm. Know. Now, with that being, you know, so prevalent in your situation, moving out there, did things get better or worse with your family when you moved? Oh. Um, That's part of the transition, too. I mean, there's lots of stuff that happened with your family once you moved or beforehand. But once you moved, I feel like there was such a different dynamic. Um, Yeah, it's... Wow. (laughs) I feel like it's so blurry about when things happen mm-hmm. I, to just say um i know that for a while i lived with jessica yeah um i know at one point we just got into too many altercations and fights and i was like i can't do this like mm-hmm. i think it was within the year or within Probably six less. months i think yeah. it was like within six months or like that year mm-hmm. um because mind you i was only in that town for about two and a half years yeah three years no it was three because it was 10th grade through senior year yeah, so, so it was three three years and i think starting 11th grade whatever i think that year i was like i can't live with her i'm not living with her yeah i live with um a few different a few families. different families um a couple of different families we'll probably talk about them later because there's a lot yeah that's that a lot then. to process at one time and then i stayed with a friend as well which was a lot to process as well so um that was also a long you know <laughs> that was an interesting time episode <laughs> oh, um Lord. so yeah i, I mean but the about the question with family like once i like those years passed by like very quickly mm-hmm. i wasn't talking to them and mm-hmm. i wasn't that those you years really was, associate with them yeah it was all about me like once i got out of the house it was all about i did not think about them because they weren't thinking about me mm-hmm. they weren't sending me any money mm-hmm. now, i literally was you, like i don't know the fuck why would i talk to these people right but mind you though for the listeners out there like the school would call jessica oh, and yeah. literally she wouldn't answer. She wouldn't talk. I power I had back then. If I could, oh my God. Oh my God, yeah, literally. But to even just point out, like, the fact that you said, like, they didn't even care. They didn't even have a working phone number for you to call if you needed them anyway. And the school knew that I was, I would go home with different families. Yeah. Which was crazy. I'm like, that is, girl, interesting. Yeah, the fact that no one was like, 
DCF, hello, (laughs) you know, is insane. But at the same time, I mean, I think it was honestly... Well, it's weird because I know I was caught into the office at one point because parents were reading my tweets Mm -hmm. about this girl and this custodian or something like that. And that kind of blew up. Um, Mm -hmm. And they tried to call Jessica and she didn't answer. And I was (laughs) like, yeah, like, so what's going to happen now? (laughs) And um, yeah, so... So I mean, you had no knew, authority at all. Yeah. Yeah. But how did that impact your life at that time? I mean, like, living with so many different people, was it ever weird for your friends who were there? It was a bunch there? of up and downs. Yeah. Um, there were friends who... I think because I'm so secretive, and there's so much to unload, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, a lot of people were telling me about the, the podcast already. Like, it's heavy. And I'm like... Yeah, It's same. not... For me, because I've lived it, like, yes, it was so heavy for me, like, in the present time, but, like, it wasn't because I was, like, I'm, I don't know, I have to, like, fight for my life, so, like, I have to get out of the situation. Yeah. I don't know how to really explain it, but, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was just, like, you were in such a fight or flight mode, like, you didn't have time to really process what was going on, let alone just, like, making sure you lived I didn't have time to be, like, day. this is so heavy, this is so heavy, like, I didn't have time to, no one knew anything about me, and I was not gonna yeah. lie, I think I was, like, that's the point in my life I was, like, lying, I think, to everyone, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why, and I didn't know, I was just, like, I'm not, no one knew anything about me. Yeah. So, and that was the way I wanted to keep it. Yeah. So. No, I I get that. I think being in the situation that you've been in, and me as well, it's like and I also just lying about it was so much fuck. better. Yeah, they that's didn't give a too. fuck. I was like these. I knew in the back of my head, I was like these people I'm like don't give a fuck about me. They're not gonna. So I was like, I'm not telling them anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. It was interesting going through those things with you because a lot of the time, obviously, since I was so young as well, it was like, like. Oh, hopefully you're doing well because I can't help. <laughs> right, and mind you, didn't have a phone, couldn't call you really that much, and so no, ninth things, and tenth grade was yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, not a fan, not a fan at all. But I feel like you're you being at your place was similar to mine because once again, couldn't leave and we felt out of control, mm-hmm. but. Also, like, yeah. what uh, I was afraid of. I was like, I cannot walk into a place like this because I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, basically, my situation was I was in a place called Vista, which was, like, a mental psych ward, I guess. <laughs> like, it was a psychiatric facility. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It was for juveniles because I was 15. We were 15 at that time mm-hmm. with all that stuff. 14, now. 15. Yeah. So, um, that was such a weird situation because I was in there because I thought I tried to kill myself, which was not the case. I just had overdosed on lots of things. So it probably was a good idea that I was there, but it was so crazy to see all these different kids. They were screaming and crying and like falling on the floor because they were just like, I hate everyone. I just want to die. See, that's what I'd be, that's what I was thinking I was going to walk into and I was like I can't yeah if I walk into something like this like I just got out of my (laughs) I just got out of my whole mental Mm -hmm. thing like I cannot walk into a place like this yeah I mean it was interesting like listening because we had group therapy which was so unhelpful I mean 
what kid is going to want to tell you, like, their entire life when they already, like, hate it anyway? Like, kind of what you said, like, mm-hmm. lying about stuff. Like, it was so much easier to be like, yeah, my family's all right. Do they make okay. you all do chores and stuff? Or are you just, yeah. like, basically, like, locked mm-hmm. up? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we were locked up. And we had quiet time, which was we had to be in our rooms <laughs> for like two hours each day. I just took a nap because I was like, right. I hit everyone. This sucks. And I was there for, I want to say, almost three weeks. Quiet which, time. God, Just no. Like, but that Whoa. was so scary because I was there for three weeks. And normally most kids are in there for like a week, maybe a week and a half. And their parents will either bail them out or put an emergency order for the judge. Because that was the only way you could actually get out is if the doctor said you were good or if the judge approved you to leave mm-hmm. which my family didn't have money to do that and they probably didn't want to because i was like crazy to them wait so how do you get in there what is like- so it's i was baker acted which is them thinking that i was trying to kill myself and i was a harm to myself or others which interesting i don't think i was going to kill anybody but um i was in there because i had taken way too many pills it was like around mother's day so i was like i was just not interested in dealing with my parents especially my mom at that time just because we had such a strained relationship anyway and mother's day is just like a day to celebrate your mom and like Mm -hmm. we can go out to dinner and like you know get her like flowers or I don't know, a gift? And I, I was like, never, fuck no. <laughs> never, ever think I've celebrated Mother's Day. I don't think I've ever, or Father's Day. Yeah, it's so. such weird days. Yeah, and they put you, like, already in a mood and already on edge. Because it's just, like, everyone's posting on, like, Facebook or Instagram. Like, oh, my God, my mom's, like, the best mom ever. Mm-hmm. And mind you, at the time of recording, this is, like, a week after Mother's Day or a few days after Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And even now, it's, like such a weird day it was weird because someone was like oh you talked to your mom today and i was like no but actually i did talk to jessica on mother's <laughs> day but we just didn't like i did not mention like mother's day at all no okay. and that's like the thing too it's like until i was oh my god maybe like three years ago i don't think i said like happy mother's day to my mom i was just like happy sunday like mm-hmm. it just it wasn't something I cared about. I so. can't because I don't feel like it's truthful to me. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, if I don't feel genuine about it, like it's going to come out it? as like me not being genuine. You're going to know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, why would I say it? It's just. And then you're going to be mad and be like, well, that wasn't like, you know, the response mm. you wanted. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, going back to like why I was in there, like I took too many yes. pills and I was in the hospital for about four days and then because i was um getting my stomach pumped and everything else Gosh. and i like i couldn't see for literally those two days like i kept seeing like threes of people it was terrifying they're like yeah we're not sure if you're gonna be able to like you know see normal again or see straight again you might have deficits in your vision i was like fuck <laughs> like i was just trying to get high away from you people <laughs> And now I fucked myself up, like, great. And I was so mad because I remember, like, looking over and my hand was handcuffed to the bed. Oh, my God. Yeah, because at that time, I thought I was, like, Mm. a risk to, like, I guess, run away from the hospital, Mm -hmm. which probably wouldn't have tried that. I would have too much anxiety. But, you know. (laughs) And I remember my mom, like, sitting next to me. My dad, like, showed up. 
and they were just like, why would you do this? I'm just like, Ugh. I'm already like halfway dead. Can we not do this? Like, Mind you, I think your mom had mentioned suicide in front of you before yes. that. I'm like, girl. Literally, and my that's the thing with mental health. Like, my mom has tried to do that to herself multiple different times. I've caught her like writing the note a few different times of like a suicide note. I think I remember like calling you that one day, and I was just like, she wrote a note, and I found it, and she didn't want to admit that that was her writing. I was like, oh, mm. so like fast forward until like when I was fifteen, I was just like, this is like a normal thing to do. I guess people just hate their lives and like could kill yourself but like that wasn't what i was doing which is why i was so mad but um that whole overdose situation like i won't go too much into it because a lot of people would probably find it just uh not something they want to hear about but when that was happening i remember looking into like i guess my future self when i was like completely almost like dead at this point and i remember myself like walking on the beach and I was, like, trying to snap out of it. And then the paramedics came. And that's all I remember for those four days. Besides the fact I couldn't see. Which was terrifying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, after that, went to Vista. And they basically just tried to psychoanalyze you this entire time. Why, why are you like this? What transpired for you to be like this? And how yeah. long does a Baker Act work? Like, that's 72 hours. I was there for three weeks. So the doctors, like, they're not letting me go because I was still, like, such a risk to them. Mm -hmm. And that was mainly because I had such hatred towards my family. And they were just like, well, you're going to have to go home with them. I'm like, yeah, I know. But being in here is also just as trash. Like, mm. can't do anything. Like, you can't even sleep. They check your vitals every three hours to make sure you're still fucking breathing, which is, you know, fine. I understand uh -oh. that. I know. I would be the one to be fighting them waking me up every three hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it was interesting like like i said there's people who are just like screaming and there are people who legitimately do need to be there i will not say that there's you know everyone's in there for the wrong reasons but there are some people like this girl she needed help <laughs> like i i don't know like she was she was interesting to me because she was also adopted and she was just like, you know, like being adopted, such a great choice. Like, I'm so happy I was chosen. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like, nice. That is something, <laughs> right. That is something you, like, you don't make a big deal out of. Yeah. All, yeah. Like, I just, I don't care enough, I guess. And also, since I'm so detached from my actual biological mm -hmm. family, like, I didn't really know them until I was older. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't like a huge factor for me. It is now that I've met them and it was um, mm, mm -hmm. interesting to say the least. But at that time I was like, girl, if you don't shut up, like I don't care. I have other problems. Right. <laughs> like this is not helpful. And she was just, oh my God, there is so many things wrong with her. But anyways, obviously I was there for a reason too. Did you, wait, you got out because the doctor said? Yeah, or? so I got out mainly because i just kept lying because the whole game with them is like they want you to admit that you're gonna be okay when you go home like Ugh. oh my gosh like you know if you would just tell us that you're okay with your family like that would really help your case and i was like what because like i was like i'm fucking not okay with my like there's so many things going on <laughs> like how the fuck could i say like Oh, yeah, like, my family's they great. They will make you crazy if you're not crazy. 
<laughs> literally, literally, I felt that way. Like, every day I was there, I was like, oh, my God, like, they're going to keep me here. Because one of the kids, no, like, for real, like, one of the kids who kept, like, screaming, like, he got, like, sent to, a, like, a permanent facility. Like, wow. he was 17, and he sent, got sent to a, like, adult, like, facility. I was like, oh, if they fucking send me there, like, I will actually just scream. <laughs> and oh never stop. Yeah, so I was scared of that. So, which is why I was like, okay, well, what do they want from me? And this girl who was about to leave, she was like, just tell them that you left your family. I was like, what? <laughs> she was about to go. She was like, just tell them. <laughs> she was just like, just tell, tell them. them. Like, Catherine, like, it'll be okay. Like, just tell them. I was just like, okay. And literally within two days of me being like, you know what? My family's actually not that bad. You know, it's okay. Like, they don't treat me like shit. Like, they're actually really I'm loving dead. people. Like, we don't have arguments every day and have never communicated ever. We don't mm. yell at each other every five seconds about the sky being blue. Yeah. Like, we're, we're great. It's my best friend I'm going to go home to. My mother. Yes. And <laughs> literally within those two days, they sent me home. Mm. because they just want you to be like okay and obviously of course it's not okay okay. that means okay like you're oh you 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 yeah that means okay Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so weird because we had to write a journal every day about like how we felt and those last two journals if you went back like the um, previous page it was like i hate everyone like (laughs) everyone sucks i was like everything that had happened everything that's been done to me or whatever and that next page, that Monday morning, I was like, everything's fine. <laughs> like, it's great. Like, everyone's perfect. I'm like, did you guys slip her a pill? Like, oh, my like- God. But Oh, speaking of pills, they put me on something, and I have no idea to this day what it was. Hmm. It was probably like an anxiety or like depression medication. But, you know, you just have no control. You don't know when you're going to go home. You don't know what you're eating, what you're, like, getting you know, pillified for, like, it's just... I'm screaming pillified. Yeah, like, <laughs> it just, you have no idea what's going on. And similar to your interface situation, like, I didn't know how long I had been in there because they didn't let us have our phones. We didn't, like, you know, mm. talk to outside people. The only interactions I had was, like, one phone call every week to, like, call my mom. And I was like... No. <laughs> right. I feel like, honestly, I don't know. I feel like none of it was ever deserved for me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I honestly don't feel like any of those kids deserve to be in Interface either. I don't know why Interface is a thing. No. I mean, I think there's so many different situations. Like, for Interface and Vista as well, you're putting people in these situations that make them not better. Like, I just, I don't know. Especially for Vista, like, the doctor. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I remember they put us on, like, levels of, like, oh, you're this good today. You're level three. Or you're horrible. You're level one. And this doctor was, like, so excited to make sure you, like, knew you were shit. Like, yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I will say that. I think there was nothing I learned from that situation other than, like, lying about your problems and hiding your problems was the best thing. Which is why a lot of friends and family don't know anything about my personal life. Because <laughs> I just, like, it was so much easier to not talk about it. I don't know. It's a, it's a bizarre thing. Davey craze. But I feel like on the next episode, or probably mm-hmm. within the next things, 
I'll talk about more things with Jessica and uh, we'll see. So just a warning. <laughs> People are like, that was really deep. And I was like, I don't really know what you mean, but I'll continue saying whatever did happen to me and you take it how you want. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing, but I just, I, I feel like I have to say like what happened and mm-hmm. it, it's just, that's what happened. So Yeah. No, I agree. Lots of things to unpack. As per usual. As per usual. But we have some exciting things coming up, so keep listening. Mm-hmm. Per. But we'll see. I don't know. what. How did I end last episode? I don't know. I'll always end a different way. Yeah. Spontaneously. We'll see. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.